0: Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euroskills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com. Good morning. This is Fifty Shades of Hospitality, and this is Crystal cavan Today, we'd like to welcome Joanna Fagerbergen who is the guest experience manager at the Four Seasons Hotel in Riyadh Saudi Arabia. Welcome, Joanna. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. Can you tell, your, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you are currently doing?
1: Good morning, Mrs. Cavan. Great to see you again. Um, so, um, I graduated from Lyon in 2011. I'm originally Swedish. I spent a couple of years um, outside of the hotel industry, started my career with Four Seasons, and then came back to the Four Seasons in uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I am responsible, as you mentioned, for the guest experience in the hotel. It's a very interesting role because it really touches um, all the different departments in different ways. So it's the main um, task here is uh, to raise the overall service level Um, so basically to work a lot with different departments of improving uh, the operations that we have so that we can have a um, raise our, our customer experience score basically so that's what i do
0: great okay thank you as you mentioned you were born in sweden but you've spent several years working
1: in the middle east can you tell us how and why you decided to work there um, I think I've always had a very natural um, interest in the Middle East. Um, I am Swedish, but I also uh, spent a lot of time growing up in the south of Spain, being surrounded by everything from actually Saudis. My first Saudi friends uh, were in uh, in the south of Spain when I was growing up. And, and the, there's a very big Moroccan community in Andalusia. Um, so I, I always had a very natural connection to it, obviously in Gleon as well, uh, being such an international school, I, um, got a lot of very good friends from the Middle East. So, um, I ended up, my first living experience in the Middle East was in Beirut, where I lived for five years, um, between 2013 and 2018 and, um, Saudi Arabia now for the past year and a half, um. I think it's just as I said, a, a personal interest I have. But I think also maybe because it's so fundamentally different from the culture where I'm originally from. So I love when people ask me like, "Oh, what's the difference between you know Saudi or Lebanon and Sweden?" It's like you know, it's flipping the coin. Most of it is just complete opposites, um, which is very interesting.
0: <laughs> what kind of cultural
1: challenges
0: have you? had to face because of these cultural differences. I mean, the other question too would, you know, how difficult has it been to work in a country or countries that have historically been, you know, dominated by and managed by men? How have you dealt with those cultural differences?
1: Um, I The first realization that I had when I came to Saudi was So i learned arabic when i lived in lebanon so i you know i thought to myself you know it's not going to be that difficult to work in saudi in comparison but i realized that the cultures between so lebanon is a country in the middle east but it's not part of the gcc so the gc so the saudi culture work culture was completely different from the lebanese one um the lebanese culture work culture was very um, direct straight to the point very instructive um I used to. I was a wedding planner when I worked in Lebanon, and we were seven girls, and never once experienced any difficulty being a woman um, in that industry whatsoever. Uh, on the contrary, we had a lot, a lot of respect from our suppliers and uh, and coworkers. So, in Saudi, I realized that you have to be a lot um, less directive and a lot more. Uh, calmer and um, patient sort of in your in your way of communication. Um, so that was, for me, being a Scandinavian, you know, you, you would assume that, okay, it's the Middle East, they're very similar, but they're actually complete opposite in terms of work and uh, communication style. So I had to really rewire my whole knowledge of how to work in the Middle East uh, in order to be able to work here, uh, which was a big challenge, but at the same time was a uh, personally a very good uh, practice for myself mm-hmm. in being flexible exactly absolutely <laughs> being able to adapt <laughs> absolutely and i mean i think um there is a there is something that is going on in saudi arabia at the same time as the tourism industry as well growing which is saudization so we have increasingly um more and more saudis coming on board so it's you know, I am here as as a foreigner to, to work on on these um, guest experience improvements, as I mentioned. But it's not up to me to tell people to change. I can only teach, but I have to actually adapt to the culture, which is very important to keep in mind, especially when you're one out of uh, one of the very few foreigners that are actually here. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's- I can imagine that is a big challenge, and it's a challenge for everybody in the country for all the people uh, mm-hmm. trying to yeah make make these changes. Um, what advice would you
1: give to women who may be interested in pursuing a career in the Middle East? So personally, one of the reasons why I came here uh, was because I wanted to be part of this massive progressive change um, that is going on. Um, so I feel that it's an honor to be. To be here as a, as a Scandinavian woman coming from a you know completely different culture and being very very uh, far along um, in terms of equality between women and men, so I think that I came with a lot of purpose. Um, so there's going to be a lot of difficulties that you have to deal mm-hmm. with, but if you come with the purpose of really wanting to be part of that change, then I think it's a great place uh, to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this is more Saudi as I said Middle East can be so different you know com- considering the country yeah Um. so this is my experience here in Saudi it's a it's such a fantastic experience to see uh, all these women that are joining us and um, you see day by day how you know they're not only you know learning a profession and growing their professional knowledge but also how they're growing as people and uh, it's it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
0: And are the is the tourism and hospitality industry in Saudi Arabia the hiring Saudi women? Absolutely. Okay.
1: So they're part of this change. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. previously women weren't able to work in, in these kind of professions. Mm-hmm. And when I started here uh, we only had one female Saudi in the whole uh, team, and now we have, I would say, 50-50. Wow! So it's 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 amazing. That's impressive to be t- as 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 a part of, as a part of the team, but it's also being noticed by our by our guests and our clients, of course, who are you know seeing people that are coming back. First of all, people coming to Saudi for the first time, maybe having a preset image of what it would be like, and also guests that are coming back after many, many years and seeing that um, massive change. And um, it's, it's really fantastic, the pace and the progression that is happening here. Yes, I can imagine it's happening very, very quickly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It can. Sometimes, sometimes things changes from one day to another, and you just have to adapt with it. So it's great.
0: We know that Saudi Arabia has, until recently, not been open to many travelers and has been a little late to the Middle East tourism uh, table. Do you think that Saudi Arabia is trying to catch up with Dubai, Doha, Abu Dhabi? And do you think it'll be successful?
1: I think that Saudi Arabia is not trying to catch up with those specific places in question. I think Saudi Arabia is catching up with the world. Um, It's not only changing in terms of tourism, it's changing in every Possible way, um, so it's really trying to catch up with the world. Is what it's doing. So it's not trying to. This is what's interesting about being here. That from an outside perspective, one might think that okay, so Saudi is going to become a second Dubai. Not at all. This is not the concept at all. I mean, one very big fundamental difference is um, the the huge population. So you have seventy percent under the age of thirty. Um, so it's. It's going to be, I mean, if you go to Dubai and you stay in a hotel, for example, you very rarely would see an Emirati uh, working in the industry. So Saudi is actually is taking its culture and, and developing the tourism with it. It doesn't want to be a copy-paste of anything else. They want to create, really be proud and, and show their culture to the world, which is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, very interesting.
0: Could you, could you describe to our listeners the current situation of hospitality in Saudi Arabia? Uh, And and what are some more of your impressions of this uh, radical tourism and hospitality turnaround?
1: Originally, um, because there weren't tourist visas to Saudi Arabia, it opened up in 2018, um, people would only come here for work. So you would have a business visa, and this is why you would come here. So the Vision 2030, which is the initiative taken by the Saudi government and the uh, Ground Prince is to really open up Saudi Arabia to the world. They want to achieve having 100 million visits uh, per year by 2030. Currently, um, there's still a lot of business travels happening, but that's also because the country is working on Vision 2030. So everyone is coming to Saudi Arabia to work on their plans and their developments and... Uh, um, I can only speak for the company that I work for and we're, it's going to be one of the biggest markets in the world uh, after 2030. So we're going to have more than 10 hotels only in Saudi Arabia. So uh, we still have a lot of, it's bi- still very business oriented, but the country is working on all these super giga projects. So like Diriyah Gate, you have um, Red Sea Global, you have Naom. Um, and developing all of these different areas in in Saudi Arabia, they're doing that so that we can attract more leisure tourism. Um, so there's really things happening every day um, on the, on, the, on that development. And uh, where
0: exactly are Saudi Arabia tourists coming from? I mean, what what are their interests
1: in visiting the country, and how is this also changing? Well, naturally, um, because of Mecca and Medina, you have a lot of uh, religious tourism. Um, this is the this is the main bulk. And this is also something that is going to to be maintained. So, um, as far as I've heard, the the when Saudi Arabia is up and running as the t- future tourism destination that it's aiming to become, it's going to still be around fifty percent uh, being um, mus- Muslim tourism, so religious tourism, I would say. Um, but there is uh, currently we we are working a lot on. Uh, so both, obviously, Ministry of Tourism, but also the brands working in the country are working on a lot of awareness, working with different travel uh, agencies and being part of big uh, travel fairs around the world to really showcase that now you can come here as a tourist because, as I mentioned, you weren't able to before. So um, Saudi works a lot as well with having a lot of influencers coming from all over the world, um, putting light on on the beautiful destinations that that there are that are being offered here already now. One of the best examples is Al Ula, uh, which is a um, it's a setting in the desert. That is, it's the same uh, people than Petra um, in Jordan, so the nabataeans and this is just hasn't been shown to the world, and you know it hasn't been seen, and and there's only two or three hotels there until now, and it's just. Going to a place uh, for the first time uh, before most people have seen it—it's—it's it's, uh, it's very interesting. Fantastic, yes.
0: What difficulties, uh, difficulties, or challenges have you had to face since moving to Saudi Arabia? You touched a little bit upon the um, the cultural differences. Any other kinds of challenges that were that you had to face?
1: I think that. Um, no, as a as a Glion student and having lived in, this is my sixth country that I live in, I thought that I was very good at adapting to cultures. Um, I think I was. But I realized that you cannot fundamentally grow unless you take yourself completely out of your comfort zone. So there have been um, some difficulties that I've experienced here, but I've really tried to look at it from a... Um, From a perspective of saying okay how can i in order for me to get the results that i want because obviously that's why i'm here how can i adapt to this you know we're not we're not as expats teaching technical skills it's so much about um you know mentality yes exactly so this is you know how to i i I normally give the example uh you know if i can come up with a 10 ways Old me would come up with 10 ways how to do something. And then in Saudi, I have to think of the 11th, you know. So it's it's really, it's um, it's extremely interesting um, from a uh, self-growth perspective and managerial leadership perspective, because you really have to uh, challenge yourself and see things from perspectives that, that maybe aren't naturally there for you. And so
0: that perhaps means too that uh, there are opportunities for people coming from, for instance, Europe or other countries to come and work in Saudi Arabia? Are they looking for people uh, to take these positions and to help them with this tourism and hospitality growth?
1: Absolutely. I mean, personally, I have a very close connection with Aglion. Um, and I have hired already two graduates um two graduates from Gleon on my own personal team so so absolutely and one of them is saudi and one of them is uh, is european so there's i would say um, if i wouldn't be in saudi arabia not right now i would be jealous of the people that are here because there's so much happening and you get to be part of the change and we, we when we talk about it our uh, you know amongst industry friends we say it's like dubai 20 years ago but on a you know scale-wise mega mega scale <laughs> exactly so being here right now is really the moment to go um mm-hmm. so I, I encourage anyone uh to really to come here yeah and in the
0: industry we know that many graduates uh, 10 years ago many of them did go to the middle east because uh, they were allowed to get into managerial positions more quickly than in perhaps other countries, especially here in Europe. It was easier for a lot of young people to climb that career ladder. Do you think that this is true
1: still today? I I wouldn't say so, um, because a lot of the, as I mentioned just briefly previously, the, the Saudization, there's a lot of positions that by default has to be um, filled by Saudis. So I wouldn't say that this would be the case um, because also we're in a situation, we're in a situation where we're basically resetting the industry while it's already up and running. So you need to have a little bit more, uh, I would say it would, it would be beneficial to have some experience before coming here in the industry. um, Because the points that I mentioned before, as a leader, you have to be a very, um, be a, a strong leader to be able to, you know, lead your team forward and through this progressive change.
0: How exactly do you see the hospitality industry evolving in Saudi Arabia in the next two, three, four years?
1: Where do you see it going? First of all, we have, um, so the first uh, Super Giga projects are now being launched, and um, so it's definitely going to be, we're going to have a much bigger influx of leisure tourism. They announced, I think, two days ago that you can now have a four-day free visa if you have coming to Saudi Arabia. So if you want to go through for four days that you don't have to apply for in advance, but upon arrival. So so uh, with the opening of the, of the big projects and the different brands that are coming here to open up, um, I would say that little by little, we're going to start having a lot more uh, tourists coming over. We actually already are seeing that people are coming to Riyadh on le- for leisure purposes, which, which didn't exist previously. So it's definitely uh, changing in a very fast uh, paced way. Um, fast pace and all the Saudi Arabia is working very much on, on the events that are happening in the country. So everything from formula one to formula E to having major football uh, teams playing here, um, as well as big musical concerts, one of the biggest uh, festivals of electronic music in the Middle East is happening here in Saudi Arabia. So we're definitely going to see a bigger increase uh, of leisure tourism in the upcoming years. Mm-hmm. The goal is, uh, by 2030, to have 100 million visitors. So it's
0: And do you think these kinds of uh, podcasts are popular in Saudi Arabia? Do you think that people in the industry listen to podcasts, are interested in finding out what's going
1: on in other places? um i'm I'm not personally very familiar with um with pod with how how popular podcasts are here in Saudi Arabia as far as I know, I've never really heard had anyone talk about it so I don't think as far as you know this uh, the generation that I'm working with, which is Late 90s, early 2000, it's a lot of, I would say, YouTube more than necessarily podcast. So I can't really give you a a straight answer on that. What what I think it could definitely be interesting for them because uh, a lot of students are being sent, um, students or people working in the uh, hospitality industry are being sent to... um, to the Swiss hotel schools actually and the tourism pioneering projects. So it's definitely probably interesting for them uh, when they come back and haven't gotten an understanding of the industry uh, from a bigger perspective. Do you have any uh, interesting or
0: funny anecdotes to share with us today?
1: I, um, you know, people ask me how it is to live in Saudi and, you know, I love it. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I always say, you know, when they ask for specific examples, so I always answer that it's uh, it's like a movie. You never know what's going to happen to you every single day. You don't know what might happen. You don't know who you might meet. Uh, and it's uh, it's 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 incredible. It's uh, <laughs> so that I would say that I could have an example from every single day or more. Um, mm-hmm. But I <laughs> but what I would say is the. Um, the i was I was very impressed when I came to Saudi Arabia for the hospitality of the Saudi people. Um, they are extremely warm, extremely hospitable, and have really, although you know, as I mentioned, I'm coming from a completely different culture, really opened their arms and uh, have been so extremely welcoming and inviting you, they invite you really into their world and they share, share their culture with you. And it's just, um, it's like, I feel like I go every single day with, um, from working in this environment with the Saudi people. So. Great.
0: And do you have any final messages or additional information that you would like to share with our listeners or, you know, maybe messages for people, young people that are thinking about getting into the hospitality industry and uh,
1: any advice you could share? I think, so I'm born in 1988, so it's, you know, it's, it's an older generation by now. Uh, <laughs> uh, the younger generation, I feel, um, are, you know, because of growing up in the, you know, electronic world and the fast-paced world. And what I think is great about hospitality uh, and why I would actually advise anyone to go into it is because it's a constant change. You know, you can work in sales and marketing uh, during a year or two. You can work in, you know, a guest facing, whether it's in restaurants or spa or a reception, and then you can work in finance. And, you know, the more knowledge you have, the more experience you have, the better the better you'll become. And, you know, this younger generation wants this concept change. So I think it's an excellent industry to go into because it will really allow you to move around and not only within the same Company or same, um, both where you know in the same location, but also internationally. There's a lot of growth, um, growth uh, opportunities to you know move move around the world. But also as as I said, as it's a very very interesting industry to be in because it just allows you to keep going and learning new things every single day. Um, So you'll never ever be bored working in the hospitality industry. That's what I always say.
0: Excellent. Final question. What are some of maybe your personal projects and where do you see yourself in, I don't know, the next five to 10 years?
1: Um, I think, um, as I said, it's such an honor to be here in Saudi Arabia right now uh, while all these changes are happening. So I definitely want to stay here um, and continue my career in the, within the hospitality field. Um, be supportive of the um, the developments that are happening in the country, and to be supportive of my teams and coming with that external knowledge um, that I have. Just keep seeing Saudi Arabia growing, um, growing, growing its plans to become this fantastic uh, tourism destination that I can't wait for the world to see.
0: Excellent! Thank you so much for sharing your ideas and your experience with our listeners, uh, Joanna, and we hope to welcome you back to our podcast another time. We wish you all the best. Thank you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Mrs. Kevin. This is really a pleasure. Thank you. Today's
0: episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Ejidio Marcato. Ejidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com.